Yo, what's up guys? Welcome to the very first podcast episode of Glory Reds. Today, yes, joining me, and you heard him in the studio, we got Ben, um, aka Benito. Um, we're going to yes, be co-hosting this new podcast that we've come out with. Actually, you know, we've created this community called Glory Reds. So Ben, why don't you tell us a, a little bit about, you know, how we came up with that name, Glory Reds. Okay, so Glory Reds is unique in its own way. I mean, I know that there's some, there might be somebody out there that has used this name, but it is a combination of the song, the Glory, Glory, Man United. All right. So I just took the glory, and because we are Red Devils, yeah. I just put the Reds. It's actually the name of my fantasy league team as well. Right. So yeah, so it, it, it has co- it, it's connected to Manchester United, man. Yeah, no hundred percent. But yeah, um, that's just the briefing of like you know this community that we've created, Glory Reds, and obviously we've created this community for all Man United fans, all football enthusiasts, you know, to be part of us and this conversation that we talk that we have about you know just United in general, football in general, and we're also gonna be throwing in some fantasy there because you know we play fantasy, we know you guys play fantasy, and you know it's a good platform just to you know share our teams, some tips, some advice, and you know maybe. Sometime we'll probably create a league of our own, yeah? You know, speaking of fantasy, you know, like, I don't want to start off and, like, on and blow my horn or anything, but yeah. I've, I, I, I started very good this week. Yeah, man, and you're off to a flying for, start. For just because of that, I am geared to go. Like, I'm now challenging myself for the top spot. Yeah. I'm looking to be number one in the world. I know that is... That might just sound far-fetched, but <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> nah, man, I hear so, you. So, it would be good for us to start our own league. I don't know if we're too late to do that, but we, will, we, we, we can have something started, right? Yeah, definitely. We can get something started yeah. because, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, most people already have a fantasy league um, or a fantasy That's team, true. sorry, and a league that they're already participating in. And they've really started accumulating True. points. So by the time we now start the new league, if I'm not mistaken, then whatever points that they have, they're going to come into the league with those points. Is that right? Or or do we That's need, to, or do we need to verify that? Uh, I think for now we can just, you know, we just see what we can do, like try and get as much people into this community. Yeah. See how they respond to it. And then we... We try and introduce them into it and then take it from there. Nah, I hear you. I hear you. But so speaking of yeah, fantasy, yeah. let's get into fantasy before we get into anything else. Because like you said, All right. All in right. our football group, which is called the Barclays Premier League, I know it's so yes. cliche, but I mean, that's the name of our league. <laughs> in all fairness, <laughs> in all fairness, it is. Comp- hey, but it, you know what, man? Yeah. Our, it's very competitive. It's it is. very competitive. And you like, know, you yeah. know apart, I'm sorry, apart from all the other leagues that I play yeah. and I'm participating in, I don't know why it is that this is the only league that I care about the most. 100%. And it's not like anybody in that group reaches the, the top 50,000 yeah. or anything like that. But for some reason, ah, it's, it's, it's like, competitive yeah. in our space, you know? <laughs> very, very competitive. It is. And, and the nice thing about it is, you know, we are not so many in the 
in the league were probably about what or like 15 it varies like every season is like between yeah, 15 yeah, to 25 yeah. but we're floating around yeah, that number yeah. but i think the point yeah. is like even the other maybe smaller to bigger leagues that we're in we do fare well in those individual ones but like you exactly. said exactly i don't yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so it, it, but it always comes back to this it one always comes back to this one you know <laughs> you know and yeah but, like you center your entire fantasy yeah team, like even the decisions that you're making around you're this trying one. to beat the guy exactly in that league oh know? man it's wild. it is so good and it's so competitive <laughs> and you know like you pointed out you got off to an amazing start because i mean right now i'm looking at the table and you're first on the top and i'm all the way down yeah. 10th and i have 15 points difference between you because you're number one fam so obviously you know i'm targeting yeah. you you're my target but you know, we'll, know. We'll, <laughs> exactly. You know, <laughs> so always target number one, right, guy? That's that's just the way it is, you know. But let's get into your team because I really find your team very interesting, right? Because you have one of the players yeah, that yeah, scored yeah. you like one of the most points in our league, you know. And uh-huh. I don't know it collectively, <laughs> and I don't know to, like to be fair. And I need to go and do some investigations because I don't think a lot of people had this player that you brought in, <laughs> you know. And, you, and I'm I sure, know I'm sure you know which player I'm talking about, right? All right, so it's it's <laughs> Leno. <Bert> Leno. Hundred <laughs> percent, man. So Bruh. walk us through, walk us through, like okay, what, like how did you come across this decision? How did you like figure that Bert Leno is the one I need to have? opening deal the okay. season and you know you you banked your whole everything that he's gonna get you a lot of points dog this is a wild it, it, it's wild because remember i i set up my team like three days before the the deadline remember because right. you're the one that actually like hey ben you sort out your team and i was like ah and i wasn't in the mood at the time yeah but then you got me into it yeah so when i started sorting out the team I, every time it's always my keepers. So okay. I don't know. Ever since Martinez joined Aston Villa, I like Martinez. Yeah. As a goalkeeper. I know he's a he's a shit houser, but I like him. Yeah. I don't know. He has he has tendencies of okay. It's sort of fading away right now. But then, like when he just um, left Arsenal. Okay. When remember remember um, I think it was Brett Leno who was injured or something like that. And then Martinez had been there all these years in, in, in the team. Yeah. But he, he never got a chance. Yeah, yeah. And then he started, when the guy got injured, he started playing for Arsenal and he played very, very well. It was yeah. a short period of time. Yeah. I think they even won the FA Cup or something like that. Yeah. With the guy. And I was like, ah, this goalkeeper. So, next season now, fast forward, I Aston Villa by him. Yeah. Right? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go for this goalkeeper because I know he's going to give me points. And I looked at Aston Villa, and I think, I don't know who they were playing at that time because this is like two, three seasons back. Okay. And I'm like, nah. Then for some reason, I benched him. And then I put in another goalkeeper. I think it was maybe Pope or, uh, no, 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 Sanchez or something from Brighton. So I just benched him. And it was a mistake because he went there and scored 14 points. Yeah, yeah. And the guy that I... Yeah. So with Brett Leno, I don't know why I just had this feeling that Fulham this season are the little dark... They're dark horse. They're going to disappoint a lot of teams that are just going to think, eh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. So, and I, I didn't really know so much about Everton. I don't know what deals they've done this season. Yeah. I mean, I... 
I haven't really looked into them. I should, actually. Yeah. And to be honest, Bet Leno was a hunch. Okay. And I remember, I think the first team that I showed you, I had Bet Leno in. And you were asking, why do you have Bet Leno in? Yeah. And in my mind, I was like, yeah, why do I? But one of the reasons I did was because he cost 4.5. Okay. He is affordable and he's the number one starter for Fulham. Yeah. And I figured Fulham right now are a little bit strong. You know, they've, they've made very good signings. Okay. And these mid-table games, I think they're going to dominate them. Yeah. So that's why I picked Bet Leno. And Bet Leno tends to make a lot of saves every now and then. So I just, I just went with Bet Leno. All and right. boom, I put him in. But I made so many changes after that. I brought in Martinez. I brought in Onana. I yeah. brought in Edison as I was making my, my, you know, like trying to get comfortable with my team. Yeah. And then I picked Berlin. Yeah, man. And, and once I picked the final, I just looked at the game and I just felt like, you know what? Yeah. I, I actually thought it was going to be nil-nil. And I felt like if it's going to be nil-nil, this guy is going to have some saves. So I was not really expecting him to do, for them to actually win and then yeah. get the clean sheet. Yeah. Because the, the, the clean sheet points are the ones that actually boosted. And then he made like eight saves or something like that and got me more points. And Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was like a stroke of luck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a little bit of, 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 of luck. And, and, it was a little and, bit yeah. of luck. Now I hear you. I hear yeah. you. So it was, it was a combination of a hunch. It was budget driven and a yeah. sprinkle of luck that, you and know, that looked, put everything together. And I also looked at the fixture. Yeah. I also looked at the fixture. You know, one thing people need to understand about us, D. Yeah. Is that yes, we do tend to look at the stats and try and analyze them. I know you, I know you liked to go more on stats, and yeah. I have based some of my decisions based on the stats that you've given me. Okay. And oh, by the way, the the the, the people need to understand that we we kind of like coach each other, yet we're competing against each other. Like yeah. We help each other with our <laughs> fantasy league teams. It's it's wild. Yeah. Um, D is the first one to introduce me into this thing, and he coached me right through until I became a formidable uh, rival. Rival, but it's all love. Hundred percent. We help each other with our teams. Yeah. We 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 suggest, and at the end of the day, ultimately the decision is ours. True. So he can give me all the suggestions. He can advise me on something. At the end of the day. I make the decision, and whether or not I choose it, and I mean, there have been most times where they've worked, and sometimes where they've flopped. Yeah, but that's just part of the, it's part of the game, man. Yeah, true, man. It's part of the process, and you know, a lot of people, and, and I know obviously we have what we have, you know, but I, I tend yeah, to find yeah, like yeah. a lot of people get like very shy about their teams, you know. Whereas with us, like, we're very know, open. Uh, we'll take a screenshot and we'll share with each other. And other people will be, like, so held back. And they're like, oh, I don't really want to tell you about my team. I'm like, get out, fam, you know? And I'll well, literally just send them... I'll literally send them a screenshot <laughs> of my of my team. I'm like, this is me. You know what I mean? And the thing is, with fantasy, it's as much as you want to replicate someone's idea, you know? Like, you may get tips and whatever from, from, from looking at that team, but at the end of the day, you don't know what their strategy is. You don't know what or exactly. what or the reasons why they chose specific players. So I really find that, like, I don't really get why people get so defensive about, like, oh, I don't want to expose my team and what I want to, you know? But at the end of the day, it's like, look, fam, 
I'm not gonna copy your team, you know. And even if I do, I don't know what exactly. your game plan is, your strategy. For all I know, you've sent me like, you know, a bootleg team or whatever you wanna call it, and then you're gonna go and change it. Exactly. So exactly. for me, it doesn't exactly. really bother me that much. So like, I'm I'm really happy, and it's like it's like you said, it's a bit weird, but it works for us. I know some people may listen to this and be like, you guys are capping, but for real, like we would share yeah. each other's teams, give each other advice. You know, but at the same time, we're rivals. You know, it's so yeah, weird. Yeah, we, yeah. we both and, want us and to do well. Yeah. And what they need to understand is like we would like send long as VNs oh, 100%. talking about our teams and dissecting them and just trying to understand why the other guy picked. And you know, sometimes uh, when we are picking our fantasy players, it's, it's about a feeling sometimes. You know, yeah. you can put the stats. You know, and, and, and that's the good thing I like about us because we still use... I Okay, for me, because I learned the game from you, yeah. I still use these old-school tactics. 100%. And I don't know if people actually understand what I mean. When I say uh, we look at those... Like, for example, Bruno and Everton. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bruno and Everton, like, ever since he came into the squad, I don't know if he scored these past games, but ever since we signed him, he always scored against Everton. Yeah. And even the time when we had Cavani inside, there was just this feeling like a player scores a lot of goals against another team. Yeah. You can't explain it. And this is what I keep telling you, Denda, (laughs) that football is a mystical sport. I don't don't get it. Yeah. It is a mystical sport. You you can't tell me, I will give you all these stats of this player that know. Bruno has made all these chances per game and he's more likely to bang you double digits. And yeah. then you are like, nah, I think Mitoma is going to destroy Liverpool. Yeah. And you're like, huh? Like, are you serious? Like, and you're like, nah, I do. And then you put Mitoma and Mitoma, Mitoma goes and does the business. Yeah. And you're like, you see? Yeah. And Bruno just gives a, eh, yeah. and you're like, so fantasy is I, I like it at the yeah. same time I don't because it has it has this stress I don't know I have this love hate yeah I, I get that eh? I hundred percent I have this love that. hate thing with the stress of fantasy yeah like especially when you are when you don't understand why you're not getting the points oh, that man. you should be getting oh yeah that's 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 mad like, for no man this player I'm picking and also. Um, I don't know if you're you fall victim to this, but um, taking too long to sign a player, yeah, because you're hung on to a player that you oh, yeah. believe is going to give you these points that you so desperately want, or yeah. you're expecting him to be this differential, and you keep holding on to him, holding on to him, holding on to him. Yeah. Meanwhile, everybody else is getting the player that's hot right now, and is banging in the. The guy's getting in the points. Yeah. Then you decide, fine, I'm going to go in and get this player. You get him, and that's when he starts to decline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's just, you, know, you don't get the points that you wanted. And then the guy that you were hoping yeah. goes and does a madness, and you just made a sub because you got frustrated with him. You know, that kind of stress. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I feel you. So, you know, just, just a tip out there for you guys. Like, obviously, it was, it was put in a conversation format, you know. But basically, you know, um, one of the gems that he said was, like, sometimes there is a player 
that is just hot at the moment. And yes, sometimes you will make that mistake of buying that player and it was just for that game. So, But then again, it's like you shouldn't wait too long to go and get that player. So, you know, the stats are always back it. And, you know, like mm. you said, always go on that, on that gut feeling that, you know. And so don't wait too long, especially maybe if you have a player in your team that is just not pulling the numbers and someone out there is pulling the numbers, make the switch immediately exactly. because either way, the current player that you have is not getting you the points. So you might as well go and yeah. get the one who's doing the business and not waste time, right? So yeah. apart yeah. from Leno, right, you also had yeah. um, Saka in your team. Of course, everyone had Haaland. You know, those are just some of the players I'm looking at in your squad yeah. that got you over double digits. Yeah. Um, I remember we were talking yeah. about, and the thing is, because obviously we are Man United, you know, fans and you know, we love our players and we always want to have United players in our squad regardless, you know. But That's not to true. make this too long, but, you know, we did end up deciding to say, look, let's let's go with the Arsenal players because Arsenal are really doing the bits, you know. As frustrating as it is, at the end of the day, we need to separate, you know, that love of our club when it comes to fantasy and literally take yes. it as I am a manager and I need to look at these players as players that I'm buying for my club and not necessarily yes. pay attention to the jersey that they are wearing. So, um, I think when it comes to tips, that should be tip number two. Like, yeah. that is something that people need to really pay attention to because it can consume you. Yes. I remember there were times we were hanging on to Pogba. Or, Man, Jesse Lingard. Uh, you know, <laughs> Jesse Lingard. You're holding on to a player. Uh. And you know that... Uh, and uh, the guy's benching, all the guys. Yeah. Like, I know when this guy comes in, he's going to have that game. Yeah. He's going to have that game. And then it doesn't come. Exactly. So you need to separate that loyalty. Exactly. You need to just use logic, basically. True. Just true. use logic. I yeah. think I think it would yeah. it would really help if in fantasy, like you could yeah. obviously you can. It's just that it doesn't translate when you look at your team. Like you can design your own kit, but it doesn't translate onto the players. If it was that case, if um, EPR could somehow say, okay, fine, the kit that you designed is going to translate onto the players. Um, I think it would really help people in the decision making because I, I wouldn't look at their hey, team and then say, oh, I feel whoa, so bad because whoa, I don't have United players. Did you come up with that, <laughs> Fam, hey, I literally man, thought this, of it on the spot. Hey. <laughs> I literally hey, thought is, of it is, on the spot. Yo, I think you're right. Yeah, I think it would really help in the thought process of when people are picking their teams because. Truth be told, that mistake is usually made your first season of of fantasy, like your rookie season. That's when you make that mistake yeah. of, all right, I shouldn't pick only players from the club I support, or I shouldn't pick my favorite players. I need to go for players that are going to basically make the best team, you know, to go in and, and compete out there. So I think that would really be something to incorporate, to really make that, that process easy for everyone just to you know, separate that love for their club and really just engage on, this is my team, you know, and these are yeah, the individual you, you squads know, that are coming yeah. in to make my team. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very interesting. It makes, it makes, it, it, it kind of create, it makes it personal because you're going to have to create this kit that is going to be used when, I don't know, when people are looking at your league or whatever. Yeah. And um, fantasy could create a, a, a situation that, Obviously, the player is going to remain in his kit. Yeah. Because I'm, 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 I was already thinking, oh, okay, maybe. So now, how is the kit thing going to be? But they can create a switch thing. Yeah. When you're buying the player, the player remains in his original jersey, like for the club. Yeah. But then when he comes into your fantasy team, he automatically comes into that 
um, into the kit, kit that you have designed. Yes. And just be there. And then it'd be like, this is my team. Yeah. 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 I, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that team. But yeah, hey, man. You've been holding out on me, bro. <laughs> hey, man. These things just come hey. at the spur of the moment. Speaking of spur wow. of the moment, fam. Yeah. Spurs yeah. this weekend. Let's talk about that. Hey, my guy, you know, it's funny. We started with my fantasy team and now we've jumped into Spurs. Yeah. Bro, <laughs> I, let me tell you something. Run me if through If we it. are going to play the way we played against Wolves, yeah. I have a problem. Then yeah. I am worried. Yeah. I am stressed. Like, here's the thing. I trust Eric Ten Hag. I trust him with... I trust him with my life at this point because yeah. he has already proven to me that he is the man for the job. And I think we're going to get into conversations about other previous coaches, but this guy we picked, or this guy that who has been brought in to, to steer our ship is the man. Yeah. I trust him. Yeah. And I trust that he's going to try and figure out something, but the way we started off against Wolves, that was worrying. Yeah. Because it didn't... And here's the funny thing. It didn't reflect the preseason. And I know we always say preseason is... Uh, we, we don't pay attention to preseason. It's it's them getting ready. Yes, that's true. But at the same time, they are getting match sharp. Yeah. They're getting fit for the new season. Yeah. So when you watch those games, you actually see improvement or you see something different from what these players were the previous season. True. Hence, we've had this conversation about Sancho. Sancho has come in and he's a different player. You know what I mean? Yeah. He looks different. Yeah. We still yet to see more of him, but he looks different. But we saw a different Manchester United. We lost to Real Madrid, but that game, we gave those guys a run for their money. I, I didn't feel it. The only disappointment I had was because of Maino. Yeah. You know what I yeah. mean? But it goes back into that whole thing of if we... It looked like we were good. It looked like we were sharp. It looked like we were match sharp, even when we played our last game. And then for them to come against Wolves and display that, that was shocking. It was. And, you know, just before... That was shocking and annoying, you know? Yeah. No, 100%. And, you know, just just before you continue, I just want to give you the stats for the game because, you know, a lot of people have come out and said, you know, Wolves... Wolves deserve to win that game, you know. And I kind of yeah, understand yeah. it to their point. But at the end of the day, listen, I don't care. I'm a United fan. Three points is three points. But if we have to come down to earth, you know, and, you. And, and play the moral game, you know what I mean, and be humble, fine, you know. But if you want to yeah. ask me conversation, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be like, nah, fam, we won. Like, you know, keep it moving, you know. You know what? At the end of the day, we got the three exactly. points. Exactly. I don't, I don't care how we got, got those three points, points but... Let me just run through the stats because I think when you look at the stats and you hear the conversations, yeah. it's sort of like yeah. you sort of have a better understanding. Because let's be let's be honest, when you watch matches, you watch it with bias, and sometimes you fail to see the stats right in front of your face. Especially if you go ahead okay. and win the match like we did, and then we sort of have this—I um, don't want to use this word delusional, but you know—we sort of have this delusional I, image I, I, in our I, head yeah. that oh, yeah. we actually yeah. didn't play as bad as we think we did. Now, nah, fam. Let's listen to these stats, all right? So, possession. Uh, United had 51% <laughs> of possession in total, over 49% possession, um, for Wolves. But now, listen to this next... Which is 50-50. Which is basically 50-50, fam, right? So, now, yeah. listen to this next yeah. one, right? Shot on target. 
United three, Wolves six. They had that is, double that the scary. amount of shots on target that we had. All right. Moving on to uh-huh. shots in total, right? We had 15 yeah. shots in total. They had 23 shots in total. All right. Let's move on to touches. We had 686, and they had 698. So they had more touches than we had. In terms of passes, we had 465. They had 439. That's a difference of, what, 26, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tackles? Not even much. Tackles, 18. Them, 23. So they were more consistent in trying to get the, the ball back. Clearances, yeah. we had more than them, clearly, if they're taking more shots at clearly. home. You know yeah, what we I mean? Too, yeah, we were under. Clearly, you know what I mean? Bruh. That, that, that Punya guy was not Bam. letting us breathe. The guy had us on a man. Corners, ah, we had eight corners. You know, you know, I'm almost yeah. done, I'm almost done. And then you can, you can jump on that. We had eight corners versus yeah. seven for them. And then we had one offside and they had three offsides. And yeah, that's basically the stats. So we only dominated on four, four, only possession, passes, clearance, and corners. Those are the stats that were dominant. And we're not even dominant by much. The stats that really count, they were the ones that were superior. You know, I in a in a, in the strangest thing, I'm gonna take positive from those stats right. is that our defense held its own. You know, it it was it was messy and I I, I, I wanna ask you something, G, because I haven't seen any reports about this. Right. But I hear that the I hear the butcher is is injured. Is that true? I have no idea. I actually need to go and check up on that because you know he's one player I did wanna bring up because he did have a good game, but I just feel like in preseason and the start of this season, he sort of feels more aggressive than usual. I don't know if that's something that I'm just seeing myself, or if that's something that you're also picking up on. No, I think you are, but at the same time, I think you've come across the new rules, right? And those rules are making the game very, very, very fragile. I think they're taking out the the, the, the t- they're trying to take out the testosterone out of the game, which <laughs> is no, I'm 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 serious, dude. Yeah. Because okay, Martinez channel his challenge. Yeah. In the first half, that was that was uncalled for. That is a yellow card. Yeah. But the way these guys are clamping down, because it was in the early stages of the game. Usually referees they try to let the game it's, breathe, you know, yeah. like try to let the game breathe and try to see like okay. These guys are trying. They're still trying to get their footing in, you know. Yeah. So they they let stuff slide, but they're not anymore. Yeah. And that I felt like his yellow card was harsh, mm. and I felt him. I knew that there was going to be another mistake. Like I like when he just got the yellow card, I was like, um, Eric needs to remove this guy. Yeah. And I was and like, Eric has to tell him that yo, you need to tone down. Like you need to chill yeah. because you're on a yellow because you could come out and then you make us you know, yeah. a, a, a man less. So I felt he was removed because of that yellow card. I felt like Eric Ten Hag felt like he was going to get another oh, 100%. 100%. But I hear people are saying he's injured and I'm just like, wait, what? How? I haven't heard, I haven't heard that news, but I think that's something I need to to follow up on. Um, 
but yeah, but I think regardless, I mean, he was displaying that that sort of energy, and not that I'm not yeah. for it, but you know, he also did no, have a couple no, of, of right. bad tackles right. preseason, and you know, a lot of um, you know, the people were asking questions like, "Fam, this this is a friendly." I know the I know your manager has said that there's no such thing as a friendly I... game. <laughs> <laughs> there's no such thing as a friendly game fam football is football here to win you know but i think he just i think he just took it a little bit overboard and i'm just a little bit concerned of you know what exactly that is all about is it a thing of you know i was injured i'm coming back i need to like establish my authority again and show people that look it doesn't mean because I, I was injured and i was i'm back you know (laughs) and it's sort of like instilling that fear into their souls yeah, like yeah. don't don't f with me no, you know what I mean? but I, <laughs> I'm back, I think, you know i think eric i think eric will have some words with him yeah though. i think let's just let's just see the next game yeah if that bulldog mentality or that butcher is still there then we'll have to be very concerned because now harry Maguire has stayed yeah i don't think we're trying to get in another center back it looks like that avenue is closed like i am you know, yeah. I, I want to get into this conversation, but I know we're just gonna go way left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna start going on a rant about the Glazers, and you know they don't really care about yeah. this. So at this point, we know that there's we need to have some additionals at the back. I don't know what you think. Like, what is the num- the amount of like for me? I think we need two more center backs. Yeah. I don't know about you. What do you think? Yeah. Um. Like. I I, th- I want to have five, excluding Maguire. Like, we could have Lindelof there, we could have Martinez, and we can have Varane, and then two new centre-backs. Yeah. I hear you. I don't know what um, I think my, yeah. my thoughts is, like, look, obviously, always talking about defence now, but if we had the option to bring in two players, I would rather split it one um, centre-midfielder and then... Um, or a CDM, and then yeah, and then I'd have, and then we'd get one more. Um, what you call this? Um, center back. But if we're talking about in terms of just making the investment in the center backs, I still believe that probably have just one. And I can't recall since probably Smalling, where we actually had like a homegrown defender, you know, um, coming in from the yeah, academy. Yeah, I, Speaking of Smalling, remember I had a problem with him leaving at the time. Yes. Well? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And, man, man, United. United. <laughs> you know, in, 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 in Tanzania here, where, where, where I am located, yeah. um, they, they, they call Manchester United Ugonjo Omoyo. Okay. Meaning, um, like, heart problems. Like, they call Manchester United heart problems. Yeah. Because we, we like, you look at right now, like, I want Sufian Amrabat so badly. Yeah. But I can't help but not, like, I can't help but talk about it without going on a rant True. about how I just saw the news today that they want, like, Liverpool are trying to poach. Yeah. You know, they're trying to hijack. And if we lose that guy, who are we going to look at again? Like, who else is out there? Exactly. We're going to start getting, are we now about to be exposed or trying to be like, are we going to now be forced to like another midfielder when we have been fed Sufian Amrabat this whole season? Yeah. Like, I've been looking forward to this guy because I think he's actually perfect. The perfect um, heir or 
apprentice or the next guy to lead from Casemiro. Yeah. Apart from Kobe Maino, you know, because Kobe's injured right now, but he's like homegrown and whatnot. True. But I'm talking about I'm talking about right now, right here, right now. Yeah. He's the guy for us. Yeah. You know? And I just I I I, I can't help but get upset with these guys just letting him go. Yeah. Because we need him. Yeah. We are not going to keep on going through this midfield that is you know our midfield right now is sort of ambiguous. Like it's it it's 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 it, it makes no sense. I mean we have Mount who is a very good signing by the way. I'm not taking that out from him. Yeah. But you look at the game against Wolves, how he it it just wasn't gelling. It just wasn't making sense. Yeah. Cunha was breaking right through that midfield. You could tell that we were in tatters. Yeah. What is going on? Why are we not focusing on trying to fix that midfield? Yeah. We're letting Scott McTominay stay. This guy's 27 years old. Can people wake up? He's not 23 anymore. Yeah. People think because he's from the academy and homegrown, like they keep thinking, they, they keep thinking he's young. He's not young. Yeah. He's 27 going to 28. Yeah. And what have we gotten from Scott McTominay? Yeah. Nothing but moments. Yeah. Only moments. We need people that are going to come into this team and win titles. True. That's why I'm happy with. So far, I'm happy with Onana. If I'm if I'm gonna sit here and and look at the the signing right now that we made that I'm happy about, I would say it is Onana. Yeah. Although it is sad, like it came at a cost. Yeah. You know, because we were we were David De Gea, we were David De Gea, team David De Gea. So it was really sad for him to go. Hundred percent. And yes, but we needed somebody with the kind of character that Onana has. Yeah. Because you know, in as much as we didn't look ourselves against Wolves, there were so many positives, and they were so micro. You just need to like kind of like pay attention to them because. Remember how when we had David De Gea, teams used to press us so much to our line because they knew David De Gea was not confident on the ball. He was either going to lob the ball forward yeah. and then they were trying to win it in the midfield or something like that. Yeah. Onana is very intimidating. These goalkeepers that can play with their feet are very intimidating. Mm. They actually make these guys not press. Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed that. And then when he comes into that edge of the box, he's almost like a centre-back. And then the centre-back who he's taking the position for becomes like a CDM. Yeah. And then it just keeps on going forward, creating more players up front. It's weird, I know, but I know once we get it right, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. I think we're going to be a problem. But, yeah, yeah, that's... that's (laughs) (laughs) That midfield is a problem. Though. Yeah. Like right now, I I I am worried about Tottenham because apart from the midfield, up top we are not banging in the goals. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. And I think Tottenham are going to give us a problem because they have Son, they have Kulisevsky. Richarlison is the good striker. He has his moments, but he could be a problem for us. Yeah. Um, I don't know who else they have. A, Madison now they've added him into their ranks. He is he looked good, 
on the weekend. Yeah. In that number 10 row and trying to assist and create and corners and free kicks and doing all the works. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think because we are Man United and we are playing against Tottenham and we have this... <laughs> for the, the, the non-Man United fans, please forgive me for saying this, but then we kind of have this authority over teams certain times, especially when we go head-to-head. Even though we tend to get smacked up by other these top six teams, but when we go into a team, there's this already like, ah, we're playing Manchester United and we have this authority over them that <laughs> we will dominate you or we'll keep you at bay yeah. and you will struggle for your for your win. And we are Manchester United and blah, blah, blah. So we have that that chip on our shoulder. But if we look at, if we just break it down and look at the basics and if our players are going to come back and display what they did. You know, D, we've complained about Manchester United, especially like coming back. Uh, I don't know, maybe... No, we started during Mourinho. We started really interacting and getting into fantasy during Mourinho, right? Yeah. That, that Mourinho era. Yeah. So what thing that we noticed about Manchester United is... When they were playing, apart from them being disorganized, there was that element of them losing passes. Like a player can't control the ball, is misplacing a pass, or he's a wishful pass. Just all these silly basic things that you'd expect a top team to not even be thinking about. But for us, it was a problem. Mm. And this... It went on for a very long time. Even again, even when we were under Solskjaer, everybody, it stopped after the battering last season from Brighton and Brentford where we started getting our act together and slowly stringing passes. But this game against Wolves, it brought me back to that because we lost a lot of passes. We looked very disorganized. Even though there was a structure and there was a plan, but... Man, it wasn't pleasing in the eye. And considering United on the first day, like the opening games, we always usually we go on. We we usually go up to we go onto a flyer. You know, we we smash teams left, right. It was only last season where we were humbled. But we, I, I thought this Wolves game we're just going to go through it. But now, nah, man, they gave us a run for our money, and it was one of those games that. If you look at it in the long-term run, it is good that we got the three points. Yeah. Because normally back in the days, these were the games that we would lose. We would lose two points because these guys would equalize because of some stupid error. And, ah! Yeah, so basically the oh, yeah, the, the games we were supposed that's to... my little rant. Apologies for... Nah, man, no, no worries. Rant, I completely yeah. understand. It's fine. And, you know, I think just, to, just straight to the point is, you know... I think United, we just need to, to to get points from these teams that we should be getting points from. Because when you look at the yeah. lights of Liverpool, Arsenal, Man City, the ones that actually, well, Arsenal recently, you know, the ones that are now competing to win the league, they're getting their points from these games, you know, and then exactly. they're only falling when it comes to, like, the, the stronger teams. And obviously, if you beat them, then it's a bonus. But I think United just need exactly. to get into the habit of, you know, we shouldn't be scrapping. Smashing these small teams. You understand teams. what I mean? Ah, like, like we used to like, do under Fergie. Exactly. Man. We used to 
What yes, so this like this result should be a result from a more um, capable team. You know, it, we shouldn't be um, scrapping a result against Wolves. We should be scrapping a result against Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea. You know, we shouldn't be scrapping points from Wolves. But um, obviously, like I th- I think a, a lot also had to do with that midfield. You know, just not being constructed properly and. Yeah. You know, the whole debate about yeah. some of these players not playing in their strongest position. So now looking at, you know, the starting lineup that we had this, this game week, what do you think? Or who do you think? I was literally about to... I, you know you put me on the spot right yeah. now. But I wanted to ask you that question first. Yeah. You know what? No, I, I can... You know, I've been okay. thinking about that, though. Yeah. I have. I have. And I can't seem to to get it right. And you know what's funny? On the, the fantasy app, um, on the Manchester United fantasy app, this game, this first game, yeah. I, I, I nailed the lineup. Yeah. Like, I even took a screenshot as evidence that I nailed the lineup. I actually need and to go into mine now we, while we're we, chatting. We, we discussed the lineup when we were talking, especially even when we were preparing about fantasy. We talked about who would start, and you were talking about how sharp Sancho is. Yeah. And we had that little conversation, right? Yeah. And you had very compelling reasons to think that Sancho would start. Yeah. And even when, even when before the game we started, I kept feeling like, man, is you know Sancho could start this game. Yeah. You know, I I kept feeling that. I kept like mm, he could start. And then when I saw the starting lineup, I was like, wow, what's <laughs> going on? You know, fantasy bang. And then now I'm doing this little thing here in the app. Yeah. And I nailed it. But this coming game week, I can't seem to get it right. Because one, this whole Martinez thing being injured that I don't understand, that I have not seen anywhere, is just like, okay, so it means that Lindelof is going to take over. Yeah. And then um, Wan-Bissaka was good, so I think he's going to retain his position. Okay. I had, I had a, a little problem with the Wan-Bissaka and Dalot, but I think Dalot, uh, Dalot um, messed up his chance when he gave away that that pass. Yeah. I think I think that was the ten yeah, I think that was the ten I don't know. People might think otherwise, but I think that thing made him not start this league because it was like, okay, give a chance. If he if he didn't have that episode where he gave away that ball and then Onana was beaten, I think there would have been a a real debate on who was going to start because yeah. again, the Lord does offer a lot up front. You know, he does. Yeah. And then coming into the midfield, there was it was a gamble. I don't know why I didn't go with Ericsson because Ericsson was pivotal to us last season. You know that rebirth that we had. Yeah, he was a cog until he, that point when he got injured, and then he's just gone on this dip. So I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm worried. I don't know if he's going to be there doing his thing. Okay. Uh, because I would really like to get back that Ericsson because I think he will balance out the team that we have right now. Yeah. For now, until we get in a new midfielder or something like that. Because the whole mountain, Bruno and Casemiro, it's not working. Yeah, it's not. I and then, up top, there was that whole debate now who's going to start. Ganacho, Sancho, Anthony, Rashford, Martial. Because Martial is fit. Martial has been training. He's just, he's an egg. We need to look after him. Yeah. Like we need to always make sure that he 
he's got his oxygen there like he's, he's got his, you <laughs> he's know, blanky like it's, it's frustrating he's pacifier having a, a player so talented like you know that this guy is a problem yeah but you can't have him on the field because a blade of grass can knock him over hey, and man. injure him it's it's that that's ridiculous that was eric bay fam he was, hey, he was the one that, one. hey, bruh, you just, another one. that, that guy, very good defender, oh. very, very <laughs> good defender, I can, even till today, I can, I can have an argument with a lot of people about Eric Bailly, 100%. in terms of what he can offer, he's one of the top defenders, it's just that he's going through this injury thing, yeah. but for me, Eric Bay is the, de- Eric Bay is the butcher, by the way, mm-hmm. just putting it out there, a right-footed butcher, and from Africa. If you look at the way, remember the remember his style of play. Yeah. He was that guy that puts his body on the line exactly like Lisandro Martinez. There is no change into the men. There's no change. You know what? You know what? Yeah. In the mentality of those guys. And just have, just yeah. hold up before you deep dive into it. I think it's really going to be a, a yeah. good segment for actually speaking about. You know, United players who could have, you know what I mean, if Ooh. they did not. Ooh, you understand? So I think let's let's Ooh. reserve that one because I can tell that yeah, I, yeah, I could yeah. just tell from the tone of your voice that this is gonna go into another. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, what I, I mean? Know. So let, let, let's I was, get back. You know, I was actually going to circle it down <laughs> yeah. because I was just like, uh, I was gonna go back into the whole thing of like we have players who are injured that are so fragile, yeah, and we can't use them, yeah. and it's so frustrating, and I don't know. If these players understand how frustrating it is to us, I don't know if they understand the headache and the the heart problems they give us yeah. because we are worried about them. It's True. not like like I know for sure us Manchester United fans, we love our players. Yeah. We will back a player. Yeah. You just you like you are the only person that can sabotage your own career at Manchester United. The fans are just going to feed onto you sabotaging your own self. Yeah. But we always back our players, regardless whether we don't like them. Sure. And I think we're going to have a segment of those players that we brought into this team that were not fan favorites, yeah. but they brought something different. Like, they brought something that you can appreciate and say, eh, for the time, it made sense. So, eh, 100%. you know. But, All right. yeah, so who, going back to this, yeah. up top this season, I don't know who's going to start for us up, up front. I know Rashford is in. But I don't know, Ganacho, Anthony, Sancho. I don't know who's going to fill in where. Yeah. So maybe you can fill in that part for me because I swear I don't know. I don't know. Maybe All right. Eric is going to give Ganacho a chance again, like because like we discussed, we said that this is Ganacho's. Yeah. First, he's coming out. True. Like he's high. Yeah, I'm you know, coming like out. King. <laughs> yeah. Like this is his moment. <laughs> this is his moment. Uh, yeah, yeah. So. I I don't know. Maybe they'll keep on trying him. I don't know. Maybe San- I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But it seems like it'll be blasphemy for Sancho to hit the bench. See, like looking like he looks like he's ticking. He looks like he's ready to to fire. Yeah. So I don't know. The, like I don't know, man. Yeah, man. So I think for obviously this next game because we're talking about this next game. Um, and I don't really want to talk about like specifically for the season. But I think for this next coming up game. 
I'll probably have the same lineup that yeah. you have with the goalkeeper, obviously the back four, the midfield of Casemiro, Eriksen, and Bruno Fernandes. I think without a doubt, yeah. um, Rashford is probably going to start the game regardless if Martial is fit. I do believe that Martial, yes. if he yes. is fit to start, I do believe he will come in later on during the game, but I don't think he would start off the jump. You understand? So yeah. probably yeah. after he has yeah. got a couple of game um, minutes then and Eric sees that he's fit and, you know, obviously this will happen if before Rasmus or whatever becomes fully fit and available <laughs> to start, then I can see Martial starting. Yeah. So for this game, I'm going to go with Rashford starting yeah. up front. Anthony's going to retain his position as, as always. I don't see um, Ten Hag dropping him. No. So, which... I do and, yeah, he, he will. He will. He yeah. Will, he will stay. 100%. So now, which leaves, obviously, that... He does that, a, lot of, a lot of defensive work. 100%. So, which he, leaves he, now the conundrum of the left position because I think... Everyone would agree yeah, with us that the team that we have mentioned so far is going to be 100% accurate. It's just, does he go ahead and trust Sancho to start again? Because here's the thing, like, you don't really want to, like, take him off after his first game. And maybe because he didn't score an assist, you sort of, like, bench him. Because that I don't think that's going to exactly. do him any favors in terms of building up his confidence. Because exactly. we know that every single player is not going to have, you know, or not going to be on the A game every single game. But... You know, yes, you would want him to yes, play, but yes. on the other hand, you do have Sancho, who is more is, is is a much more seasoned player. You know, and probably looking at a match like this, you know, our second match of the season against Spurs, who even though they are also having their own set of problems, are still a competitive team, right? And That's we true. definitely want to go into that fixture with a strong hand. We want to go into that fixture. Um, uh, which course with the best team possible to get the best points possible. So, with that being said, um, yeah. I would give um, Sancho the start for um, okay. yeah uh, for, for for this game against Spurs. And yeah, I would, I would leave uh, what you call this uh, thing on the bench. And you know, coincidentally, coincidentally enough, um, the last game that we played against them, we drew two two. And Sancho actually and scored. Sancho. I... <laughs> Sancho has had a very good record against you see, Tottenham. Like since coming to United, yeah. he's had those moments with Tottenham. Yes, yeah, that's true. And when you and, and, and funny enough that um, when you look at last season, when we did play them, when that last game, it's basically the same lineup. Yeah. Of course, David is not in the team. Is now Onana. Um, we actually never had Martinez for that game. Um, he was injured. Yeah, I don't know if probably. Yes, he was injured. Yes, he was injured. So we had Luke Shaw playing um, in his position, and then we had um, Delo, Juan Bissaka on, on the flanks, and then in the middle with Victor Lindelof. That time, Varane was also injured. Remember that was the time when we had Varane and Martinez injured at the same time. So yeah, man. It's your... <laughs> yeah, Ooh. yeah. Um, coincidentally. Hey, but you know what, man? Yeah. Credit to Eric Ten Hag, man. Like for man management. Like I give this guy so much credit for having the balls to make the decisions. Yeah. You know, I know maybe people might think that this isn't like an understatement or anything like that. But then, like putting Luke Shaw at left-sided center back when Maguire was there was the biggest statement he put out there, um, even surpassing the whole Ronaldo thing, because 
it told him that, dude, you're not good enough. You play left-sided centre-back and you're right-footed. And what I want is balance and you're not good enough. You're slow. Like, that, that, that should have been the hint for Harry Maguire for a long time for him to be like, you know what? Yeah. I think I need to start making moves to get out of this place because there's no chance. Yeah. There's no chance. Yeah. How dare you bring a left, a left back into my <laughs> position and I sit on the bench. Like, nah, man, yeah. come on. Yeah. Maguire, just take the hint. Yeah. And, but I get it, man. You know, playing for Manchester United has a certain swagger. True. There's something about being a Manchester United player that is intoxicating. Yeah. And you see it from all the old players and how everybody talks about United. 100%. But I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Well, yeah, man. Um, so now that we've got our team, you know, um, we've got our, we've got our um, predicted lineup, predicted lineup, sorry. What do you think? Wait, let's let's run let's run that down again. All right, so um, goalkeeper Onana, uh, right back we have what do we say? We said Juan Bisaka. Um, set Juan Bisaka, in the middle yeah. we've got Varane Martinez. On the left hand side we've got Luke Shaw. In the middle we've got um, Casimiro Eriksen. Number ten Bruno. Number seven or let me just say the right. Um, I'm, I'm so I'm so used to talking old school. You know what I mean. But anyway, our yeah, right yeah, wing yeah. is going to Anthony. be Anthony, and then up front we have. Rashford, and then two to the left, you've got Sancho. So that's our predicted yeah. starting eleven. And what do you think? But for some reason, I think he's going to play Mount again because you know how managers are with their true, signings. True, true, true. He's going to sort of you know, force so, it to work. Um, yeah, he, he's going to try and make it work. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Tell me, I, I'm, I'm curious to ask you this before you, you, you carry on. Sure like, would it be wrong if Bruno played on the base with Casemiro. Because remember, when we got him from Sporting Lisbon, he was the number eight. Like he was literally playing with their defensive midfielder at that time, alongside that defensive midfielder. He let he had that free box to box role. Yeah. Now would it be a problem if he knew that he was going to be playing from that deep line role or whatever? And then we slot in Mason Mount in that number ten position and try to get the best out of him. And then when we are trying to make the substitutions, if we're going to try and get, um, what's his name, mount out because he's not doing whatever, then we bring Ericsson in, then Bruno goes back into his number 10 position. I don't know. Or do we just leave Bruno to be number 10 throughout the whole season so he can just get that momentum thing going where he's like, you know what, I am in the, the best like, I'm feeling good. I am feeling the goals. You know, I'm feeling the assists. I should play number 10. I shouldn't move. I should stay there. Like, what do you think about that? All right. Um, so with that, yeah, I don't really want to call Bruno a box-to-box player. But sometimes he does actually yeah. assume that role. Sometimes you will find yeah. him dropping deep into our defensive area, collecting the boy and whipping it up, uh, up front. So I know a lot of people... Um, United fans do want that switch in position. If Eric um, Eric Ten Hag still wants to go with um, Mason Green, or Mason Greenwood, Mason Mount, um, Casimir, and Bruno, that you actually drop him and they swap places. Now, the reason why I think that won't happen is because, like I said, to my point that 
Bruno already drops deep when he doesn't get the ball. He, he drops deep to, to receive the ball and then advance the play with it. Now, what's, what's, what I like about Bruno is that although the other players do have good ball retention, is that Bruno yeah. thinks fast on his feet, right? And so sometimes the, the play becomes very slow up front because players are holding to the ball for too long or trying to find a pass, etc. But, you know, Bruno keeps the momentum of the game going. So sometimes when he does find himself in a good position, the ball is played to him. He already knows his next two, three passes, you know. So as soon as the ball gets to him, he doesn't hold it for long and he whips it in for like a lob or cross or whatever to the next player for, you know, the play to carry on. And I'm not sure that I mean, the other players example, in that same position yeah. can sort of do the same job. Like, they'll definitely have the vision and the capability to make that pass, but do they have the speed yeah. at which Bruno can make that pass at? So that's why I feel that um, Ayrton Haag wants to keep him in that position to always keep that um, attack um, you know, dynamic and, and, and flowing at, at a pace that another player in that number 10 position won't be able to do that. And honestly, the only other player I think that can slot into that position and do that is um, Sancho. And funny enough, the player that we want to get rid of, Donny van der Beek. But that's a whole other conversation for another day. But what did you want to talk oh, about? Man. No, I, I just wanted to add on, like when you were talking, like when you were, to, when you were getting into that Bruno part, I was I wanted to give an example of the pass that he gave Ganacho. Yeah. I think during the preseason, yes. like that quick picking exactly. whip sort of yes. like, and then Ganacho gave the assist. I, I think he gave he gave the assist for a goal, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So it's that thing. Bruno has that thing in his locker. He's the, I mean, he, ah, Bruno, man, he's the Manifico, man. Yeah. He has this, he's, he, he's like, he, he tends to go back to the streets. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He, he he likes to pull the he likes to pull his his tricks from the streets like what he used to do back in the streets when he was playing whatever because some of those ideas and some of his passing you can tell this is from somebody that is still you know used to how they started off playing yeah you know it's very different like tell me like we've always been talking about Bruno saying that he needs to tone down these um, Hollywood passes that sometimes don't make sense. But that's the thing. That's the thing about him. Those Hollywood passes that don't make sense. Sometimes, like, if he gets it right, it is a goal. Yeah. Like, he's setting somebody up for a goal. Yeah. You know, so it's it's all about you pick your poison, you know. You, and Bruno is ours. Like, we, we, we love Bruno. Yeah. I, I love Bruno. I like the way he plays. I like his thinking. But, yeah, man. 100%. We need to get the best out of him. True. Like... You know, personally, for this Manchester United season, I would, I would wish like for Martial, like you see, for example, Martial. I would wish COVID Martial. I want COVID Martial back. You know what I mean? Yeah. You remember COVID Martial yeah, that yeah, was yeah. with um, Greenwood and, and Rashford, Rashford, yeah, Rashford, yeah. Who uh, who scored more goals? Yeah. Than Salah, Mane, and Fabinho. Yeah, remember yeah, yeah. that? I want that COVID Martial. Yeah. And then I want. First season, Bruno. Bruno banging in goals and assists left, right, and center. Yeah. And then I want prime or Rolls-Royce Casemiro because Casemiro, by the way, we're not talking about, about him because we, we give him this respect, but he wasn't good as well. Mm. He wasn't... 
I don't know. I don't know what you think about that. I, 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 he, he made, okay, he reminded me of the first game he, he played for when he came out as a substitute, where he was sort of like slipping, not making passes, looking like he looks heavy, you know, and, and, and sort of sliding into tackles sort of dangerously because Casemiro, he escaped a couple of bookings this past game week. I don't know if you noticed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And that is worrying because if Casemiro now gets injured or gets booked, because I feel like he's somebody that's going to be targeted this season just because of the way he is and because of last season, I think people are going to be paying so much attention on him and nitpicking his mistakes. So if we lose Casemiro, what do we do next? Now we're going to start relying on Scott McTominay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's really frustrating, man. Yeah. It, it really is. But but another thing also be, man, our our forwards need to they need to pull their weight. It's becoming ridiculous, man. Yeah. They need to pull their weight. Yeah. It's now unacceptable. Like Anthony, yes, we bought him like we bought him for money that He's not worth what we bought him for, but we did, and unfortunately that price tag is there. And he did come back. He did come with a, a very good kind of CV, and he comes highly recommended by the boss. But he needs to now repay the gaffer's trust by putting in assists and scoring goals. Hundred percent. This is his second season. Remember, there's this thing that we do where now we have to give them the new signing, the second season, to see how he's going to do. Or if if he overperformed the first season, we'll try to see if it was a fluke because now they expect you to perform even more. If you underperformed, then they expect you now to, you know, get into another level. So, Anthony, we need more goals, more assists, preferably double digits this season again. Wait, did he get that last season? No, I don't. Both I, assists and goals. I don't think so. He didn't. Yeah. You see, that's worrying. Yeah. And that season when we had COVID Martial, because we were second that season, right? Because that was under Ole. Yeah, yeah. We were second. We were scoring goals like we were possessed. Yeah. We were scoring goals. Like, people have forgotten that Manchester United. Mm. That Manchester United was scary. 4-0 FC. It was the low-block counter-attack Manchester United <laughs> that used to terrorize people. Yeah. We scored a lot of goals. And I swear, if we can just get that right, we are off to a good start. I think we will be able to challenge for the title because we need to score. Yeah. You look at Newcastle right now, they already scored four goals in their first game. Yeah. And I don't think they're going to stop. Yeah. They look scary. Yeah, definitely. You know? Mm. Yeah. So ah. Yeah. So just looking at Ant- just oh, looking man. at Anthony's stats for last season, um twenty five appearances, yeah. four goals, fourteen wins in with all him. Comps? Um that's in the Premier League. So I'm pretty sure in oh, all okay. in all comps it's 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 much more than that. But yeah, man, I mean in the Premier League just being being more specific, I think we definitely need to see more goals coming out from, from his end. Yeah, um, we, we need more, man. We definitely need more. But yeah, man, um, I think just before we wrap it up, um, yeah, let's let's have a quick um, two minutes, you know, because we, we still need to make our predictions 
for the Spurs game. <laughs> so I'll give us both two minutes, okay. and then we can wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, yeah, man. Yeah. So, um, I'll hand it over to you. Um, okay. Yeah, man. Give me, give me your predictions for for the Spurs game, and then I'll give you mine. Um, you see, these kind of games, especially when we had the start to the season like we did, they, it, it is very difficult to predict because I don't know about you, but then I think you have the same feeling. We tend to have this emotional connection with the squad. Like we tend to almost like feel them. Like, like, like you could feel that this guy is not ticking and then you'll be like, hey, is this going to be like that the next game? And is it going to be, are they going to switch it up? Or are they going to be that high tempo Manchester United? Because when we are on it, we are a problem. We are a problem to deal with. So based on that context, because I don't know what those guys are doing right now. And because I have been unable to figure out even like the starting lineup, like we've been trying, I'm going to go with a very conservative, one nil to us okay which is yeah which is surprising but i think we're gonna nick it one nil uh or like a two one but it's gonna be a a, a goal dif- like a like a a goal deficit uh, deficit like or like a one nil or a two one or a three two but i think it's going to be one nil okay. to us all right I, about yeah, you? man, I hear you. And, you know, I always try to be optimistic as possible and I always try to stay positive. But I'll be sitting here and lying to you and lying to our audience and saying that I, I feel 100% confident about this match. Um, obviously, I back yeah. my team. But I think just based off how I've been playing preseason, based off how I've been playing um, against Wolves and also looking at squad selection, um, I am going to go with the draw. Because um, I do believe that we are going to concede a goal, unfortunately. Okay. And okay. I think um, we're gonna we're gonna come back and score a goal. And okay. yeah, and it, it could. Oh, so you think we're gonna concede first? I think we're gonna concede first. Like I, I, I think I'll put my. Okay. I, I, I can even put money on it. Like <laughs> okay. we're going to concede <laughs> first, and then we're gonna wake okay. up, and then we're gonna go and um, equalize. And I don't know if we will see the see the game out. So I'm gonna go with the one-one draw, and okay, I'm okay, gonna okay. give it to. Here's a very unorthodox one, but I'll give this goal to Bruno Fernandez to to get us the goal. Okay, it makes sense. It makes sense, but um, for some reason, um, because we've been talking about Sancho, and because Sancho, I don't know. This is also tying into that whole. Uh, I feel like football is a mystical sport. You know, I just feel like if Sancho starts that game, he is going to be that guy that that scores that. Game. Yeah. I don't know why I feel that. I I think he's going to be involved in those goals, whether it's giving an assist or scoring. But I think he's going to be in there. But I, I'll, I'll go with Sancho. I'll go with Sancho. All right. Okay. I'll go with Sancho. But Bruno's a good pick too, yeah. because it could be a penalty. Yeah. And he's our skipper. So that that, that <laughs> honestly that that's what my thoughts were on. Like it will probably get a penalty. <laughs> to be Bruno to score the goal. <laughs> oh man. But anyway, man, thanks thanks for that. And yeah, this this is our first um podcast that's gonna be going live on Spotify. Um very soon we're gonna be going 
on YouTube as well with with video um, with the video podcast as well. But just a side note that yes, yes, yes. not all the time the video podcast would be the same as the audio podcast. Um, so there will be occasions yes. where it will be the same. There will be occasions where it's it's something completely different. So yeah, be sure to follow us on all our platforms. We're on Spotify, of course. Um, Glory Reds on YouTube. Glory Reds on uh, what are we on Twitter? Glory Reds. We Twitter. have just recently you know, opened Facebook. a community on WhatsApp called Glory Reds FC, and on Facebook as well. Glory Reds. Go and follow, subscribe. You know, share this content. Um, involve everyone who loves Man United. Involve everyone who loves football in general. Involve everyone who loves fantasy. You know, and we're looking yeah, forward let's... to you guys being part of this community of ours. And you know, would like this. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. And 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 what they need to understand is like, like we literally want to get into conversation. Yes. Because, you know, one thing you and I we always talk about when we're sending our when we send it back and forth VNs is. We have this way of understanding and seeing things in different lights. Yeah. You know, you could come up with a topic that, like, a, a, a completely different angle to how the team should be set up and how somebody else sees how we should go about things. And it can take us back and we'll be like, whoa, okay, let's think about that. Yeah. We might not agree with it, but it is your opinion. And True. everybody in this community is entitled to opinion. True. There are no wrong or right Absolutely. opinions yeah. here. What you say is what you believe. We have to just respect each other and try to see each other's angles. I think that's the best way for us to learn football. Because if you, if you, if you remain one-dimensional, you know, it's very difficult for, to have a conversation with you if you're not willing to see things in a different light. Yeah. So this community is all about that. 100%. Your ideas are the most welcome. You want to get into it. Hundred percent, and we'll definitely yeah. be inviting you guys. You know, whenever we're recording a podcast, maybe every now and then we'll have like a a, a guest to come through and join in with the conversation with us, so that you know everyone's opinion can be heard and everyone can have a voice to speak on what they think. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, let's sign off and thank you once again for you guys this to our first podcast, and we're gonna try and release at least one every single week for now and then you know as time goes by we're going to increase that number but you know we'll always go with the flow and what the community wants and you know and and we'll try and and put out as as, exactly. as much content and to that also yeah i mean because and because it's 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 about manchester united and we, we love our club obviously the the, the the things happening the transfer window is still open yeah you know, there's some breaking news. There's a lot to talk about. Mason Greenwood coming back. The whole Maguire thing. Like, there's a lot to talk about, even and trying to see and understand how things are going to be and try and get other people's opinions about certain topics. So there's a lot of things for us to talk about. And, yeah, I mean, we're looking forward to getting into it with you guys. 100%. All right. That's it for today. Ciao, guys. It's been right, and Ben. And... We'll catch you guys. Peace. Peace.